Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Not a Boring Real Estate Podcast. We're your hosts, Ryan Domas. I'm Diego Vasquez. And Joseph Chavez. We have Joseph Chavez on our uh, episode today. We're going to be talking about some amazing stuff, talking about, again, everybody's so scared about the market. What's going on with the market, Ryan? Oh, man, it is hot, and, and people think it's cold, but it's still hot. And we are here right now to give you a sense of geography. We are here in Anaheim, California. That is where you are from, right, Joe? That's correct. Right on. And there are three types of people that park in Anaheim, those that walk to Disneyland, those that walk to the Big A to watch the Angels play, and those that do human trafficking. That's what, that's what use the parking lots. Yeah, yeah that, uh, so again, Ghislaine Maxwell was on our episode, uh, the last episode that we had, our first episode. She was calling in, she was asking for uh, properties, and now I know why. Yeah, absolutely. She really wants to get into Anaheim. She understands the value of those parking lots, and uh, as realtors. I believe in one of these complexes nearby here in Anaheim, in the Platinum Triangle is actually what it's called, uh, there was a sex trafficking ring that got broken up. Joe, did you know about that? I had no idea. It's literally right here in one of these apartment complexes, wow. luxury apartment complexes. I think somebody, uh, two Chapman University students got stabbed here too. Dang. Dang. Whole lot That's going on in Anaheim. I mean, I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if we saw a shooting literally in the glass behind us. It's beautiful. You know what I mean? Look yeah. at this place. By, by the way, contact us if you want to buy a house here. <laughs> yeah. Anaheim is hot. It's yeah. so hot. It's all these people from freaking L.A. coming in. No, I'm kidding. I'm sorry. And before we start interviewing Joe, um, we just want to give you a word from our sponsors. Because uh, we have none. Yeah, yeah, this podcast is brought to you by absolutely nothing because we need sponsorships. <laughs> like if you are a lender, a realtor, uh, home warranties, anybody in the real estate industry, and if you just want to promote your OnlyFans account, we might be desperate enough to a, do that. A lot of uh, mortgage companies, uh, LOs, they have reverted back to uh, OnlyFans because <laughs> yeah, that's pretty harsh. They, I mean, I mean, Joe, you probably know this. You had a lot of friends that were taking you to Morton Steakhouse every oh, freaking man. Tuesday. And now they're eating cup of noodles every day, yeah, right? That's true. Yeah, but uh, but not Joe. Not Joe. Joe has 700 followers on Instagram. Which means um, he's really good at his job. Yeah. He doesn't need social media to make money. He doesn't fucking need you. Yeah. <laughs> right? he, you need him. And that's because he's a hard money lender. So uh, real quick, uh, I want to jump right into it. Joe, what the hell is hard money lending? Hard money. So hard money is private money. These are private investors that lend their own money against your property so it sounds like the mob's giving you money is it the fucking mob? i mean who knows it could be is it, is it like uh, bobby bag of donuts gonna come break your fucking you leg if, if you don't, don't pay, pay you know they'll chop your finger off or they'll oh. take your fucking they'll take your fucking house you sleeping with but the before that happens uh joe actually uh, i've been working with joe on a couple of deals he's made some uh freaking uh you know miracles happen uh, and, you know, he's very responsible in the fact that he's making sure that you are in something that's safe and he's protecting Absolutely. you. Absolutely. Uh, but, yeah, again, so, like, uh, well, like, what's the difference between, like, hard money and, like, a bank statement program? Yeah, so hard money is truly no doc, all right? There's no documentation required. Um, like, I don't need to show you my freaking tax returns from 2017 or something? Nothing like that. You're not going to look at my pay stubs? It is all equity driven. Okay, what about my credit? Credit. You don't My credit's credit. fucking 480. It's fine. You have you can have no credit. Dang. 400, 500, doesn't matter. That's so, amazing. So anybody can get a house. I've actually had a bar qualify with no credit. With no wow. credit, zero. Like not even like just See? blank across the board. This, like this, they had a house, they inherited it free and clear. They wanted to borrow against it, no problem. 
See, this is what it's all about. We're we're here on this podcast to wake y'all up because y'all got buyers that missed out and struck out with another lender and then probably stopped shopping. So this is what we're here to do, educate yeah. you in a not-so-boring way. And Joe's the man. I mean, he's oh, thank he, you. he. we call it creative financing when people are scared of the word of hard money, but nobody should be scared of the words hard money. It's, it's a different route to where they want to go. Yeah, I mean, it's truly a Band-Aid loan, right? It's temporary, right? It's just a, a solution to the problem. What I like to do is figure out the exit strategy beforehand so they're not felt you know, alone or not knowing how to get out of it. So, you know, I can, I can map that out for you. Awesome. Now, why is it that you, do you think that people have to go through so many shitty lenders <laughs> or, or people that have lied to them say, oh, no problem. I can yep. get this done. No I'll problem. I've heard time. that many times where yep. they go, all the time. I can get this done and then it doesn't get done. Yeah, I know. I can't speak on ha behalf of these uh, shitty letters, you know, <laughs> that are out there, but they are out there. You know, they're misleading these people and it's unfortunate. You know, I always get that feedback, you know, the, the old saying, I wish I would have heard of you sooner, um, spoke to you sooner. Um, but yeah, I mean, all I can do is try to resolve the issue right then and there. And then, you know, like I talked about earlier, the, the, the exit strategy. Do you think they just don't know about, because I know, I mean, I've worked, I, I've, I've also, I'm also a loan officer and I've worked with many lenders and there's so many programs that you know about that I just never knew. Yeah, um, it's like you guys were saying earlier, it's creative financing. The problem is, you know, a lot of these loan officers out there got into the business because it was hot. It wasn't really hard to sell a 2% rate. You know, there was no, you know, uh, logic. There was no selling. There was no, you know, structuring per se. It's just, hey, you can qualify for a 2%. Who's not going to sign on the dotted line? Now that people have to really look at the scenario or know the guidelines or programs these loan officers are, are just lost you know they don't have that education or that training right on so let's say that you're you're on hollywood boulevard and you just saw like a matinee with your chick like hamilton or something and you make a right and it's tent city and then i come out but i got a nice looking tent because i'm a germaphobe but i i come out of the tent and i go hey man i've got three grand can you help me buy a house? But my credit sucks. Oh, <laughs> well, I mean, depending on the loan amount or the value of the house, I should say. Um, I mean, yeah, if you, if you want to buy an investment property and if the three grand qualifies for it, you can do that. Oh, nice. Whoa. See, we, we start door knocking in Tent City. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it must be like a, a $20,000 house or something. I don't know where you're going to find that these days. But for example, yeah, I mean, let's just say you haven't been working, but, you know, cash is king. It's during these times, you're going to hear it more and more, cash will be king. And so if you have that cash in the mattress um, and want to buy an investment property, you can. Nice. So if you were storming the Capitol January 6th and you, you the whole world hates you because you, your face was on CNN, <laughs> yeah. but you got, you got like, you got 20 grand in the mattress then, and you got good credit. Yeah. Or even if bad credit, maybe. Correct. Right on. See? Well, to clear it up, I, you know, I, it... You tell me you're the you're the pro. Is there is a percentage that you would need to come down with for most loans? But there's also correct. Is there is there any like hundred percent financing? No. So the in the hard money world because it's equity driven. Again, it's going to be a down payment requirement. Typically more of a down payment than your traditional you know three percent that you always hear out there. Um, because it's equity driven, then you need to put more. Let's just say you know twenty twenty five percent down. So more skin in the game. More skin in the game. So you can you can have a seller carry back, which means the seller can help you with the down payment, but you have to at least put five to ten percent of your own money down. Oh, nice. 
Yeah, so again, cash is king. This is more for like your self-employed borrowers, right? Yeah. It, it's not necessarily the bum down the street that we're trying to <laughs> get as a client. Yeah. It is definitely the self-employed person that doesn't show any money on their taxes, but has a ton of money on their bank statements or not even on their bank statements, right? But they have, you know, some money saved. Yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, that. too, we want to do right and we want to make sure, you know, they can afford the payment because it is going to be at a higher interest rate. Um, you know, and a lot of the times these investors, believe it or not, they don't want to foreclose. All they want is a return on their money, right? Instead of it sitting in the bank, they'd rather make between eight to 13% every month on their money, you know, guaranteed money. So, um, you know, the, the foreclosure process, you know, it's, it's a pain in the ass for them too. You know, they don't see money come in for, you know, let's say six to 12 months, you know, cause they had to go through the foreclosure process. They want to battle them, you know, through court or whatnot. So it, it's... It's not the ideal way to, you know, to the road they want to go. Okay. I know you guys were talking about examples last night of situations where you save people. Yeah. So, uh, Joe, give us an example of somebody that thought they could never get a loan because they've gone through so many shitty lenders. Yep. (laughs) And and even you were like, damn, I got that done. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, for example... A uh, client had a 570 FICO, you know, couldn't get qualified for traditional financing, FHA, just tons of debt, but she had tons of equity. So because she didn't, couldn't qualify and she had a good rate on the first, what I did was I gave her a private second. So giving her a private second by consolidating her debt or uh, getting rid of her debt, I should say, because she paid off all her debt with that loan, boost up her FICO score. She went from a 540, 540 to 704. 704. Now she's qualified, pre-approved, ready to go to just consolidate the uh, the second, first and second into one. So credit repair got it basically, right, because you paid off all her debt. So now she went from crap credit to pretty decent credit. Right. Uh, how much do you think she's saving every month now? Oh, she's probably saving about $2,000 a month. Ooh, yeah. man. And that's because of high interest credit cards, right? Your credit cards yep. are 18%, 22%, probably more now, right? Saving two grand a month. Think of all that money you could spend in the VIP booth at the Club of Vegas. <laughs> that's, there you go. Yeah, just three months, you got six grand. Ooh, that's a table. That's yeah, a that's table. a table. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, and then here we go. So this is something that uh, I think most people aren't getting, and they keep waiting for the crash. Um, yeah. So, okay, so let's say in Orange County, $800,000 property at 5%, you're looking at a payment roughly of about six to $7,000. Just p- principal and interest, right? You just no, that's are, principal, interest, taxes, taxes insurance. insurance. You're looking at about seven to $8,000. Yeah. But let's say I'm waiting for the crash and in the next two, three to five years, I get a house at 500000 but the interest rate's 10%. Right. What do you think that does to your payment? Oh yeah, it's gonna skyrocket. Right, so you even though you got a house $300,000 less than what you would have gotten it today, well, now your payment's probably gonna be at 9,000 for that little $500,000 property, is that correct? Correct. So people, you gotta understand, let's get you into a house now and stop fucking around. Stop bullshitting talking about how you think that you're smarter than everybody else and realtors and loan officers who are in the business. Let's get you yeah. into a home now so that way you can start the game of Monopoly, start playing now. 
And that Absolutely. way, in five years, when everybody has a 10% interest rate, you're cooling, and you've already been paying your house for five years. I've actually Excuse seen me. 10% rates on traditional loans, so it's, it's crazy. It's seen it up to 10. It's, uh, it's pretty, I've never seen that before. See, 10% is already here. It's a, so, I've and, seen it. And your landlord is about to dump your rental property, because they all are, because they know that they're That's not gonna true. get the same value of it, or they're, CNN's telling them they're not gonna get the same value of it in two years, which we think they could, but they're gonna to listen to the CNN. And remember folks, uh, one of the things we like to teach people is be the number one economist of choice, like Mark King said of, of Keller Williams, or just be that person in your sphere that knows what the heck they're talking about. Because if you can disagree with CNN, Fox News, MSNBC, they're gonna start listening to you. Don't be afraid to object to your friends when they say this is not the time to buy. Feel free to just, you know, get in a little tiff with them because you gotta teach them the you, truth. You say, look, auntie that bought a house in 2008 and lost it and says that the market's going to crash but it hasn't crashed in 13 years 14 years you don't know what you're talking about you lost it because you got some crazy freaking loan that was at 1200 per month and it went up to eight thousand dollars per month six months later you don't know what you're talking about i have a fixed interest rate and my payment's not going to change and as long as i have a, a job i have a house and then of course, if I lose my job, I can still sell it right now. Whereas if the market crashes, no bank's gonna be giving out money any freaking way. Yep, they're yeah. gonna tighten up those guidelines again. And so then no one's getting a freaking house. Yeah, nobody's getting one. That's so. not what you wanna, you don't wanna wait 10 years to buy a house because if you wait, if you're thinking you're gonna wait two years, you will be waiting 10, don't do that. Yeah, again, if you are prepared, if you have the money and you can afford the payment, you can buy the house and it's a great time to buy the house. Yeah. Because actually, uh, I know we're dealing with it personally. There's homes that have been sitting on the market for a month, for two months already, and they're dropping prices left and right because nobody's submitting offers. So now's your chance. There's yeah. not 30 offers to one house anymore. It's no offers or one or two offers that are under asking price now. You might get a really good deal as long as you can afford the payment and you have something in your bank. Yeah, and those people that said no to you six months ago, call them again and educate them and say, look, you, you were told that it was worse time to buy now than it was six months ago. Don't wait another six months, it's gonna get worse. So Joe, what is the difference in interest rate between a conventional loan, a bank statement program, and a creative financing program? So with conventional, as we all know, they're hovering around five, 6%. Um, the non-QM loans, you know, the bank statement type programs, those are all six plus, you know, depending on what they're qualifying for, that's where it's going from. I've seen, you know, six to 10%. Um, and as far as the creative financing, if we're discussing hard money, you know, those can range from, you know, seven to 13%. Okay. So everybody's different. Everybody has a different scenario, of course. You know, if you just lost your job and you need to use your equity for cash, obviously you can't show proof of income, then you're gonna go down the hard money route. The self-employed, you know, they can't show tax returns or they don't have pay stubs they use bank statements. So as long as there's deposits that they can show each month and, and averaging it out, of course, then you can go the bank statement, you know, non-QM route. So Bobby Bag of Donuts, the uh, hard money lender, private uh, financier, he wants to make sure that you have either money in the bank or that you show that you make pretty good money, yeah, but it doesn't still, have to be your taxes. Right, still showing the ability to repay. That's what it comes down to. That's what we're talking about, ladies and gentlemen. And we didn't, uh, the thing is about hard money, they're balloon payments, right? They're temporary oh, yeah, loans, yeah, okay? Yeah. So yeah. you can see one, two, three, five, I've seen up to seven year, and then it balloons. 
So again, these are Band-Aid loans, they're just temporary, right? So with non-QM, you do have the flexibility of getting 30-year, they're now, they're now offering 40-year loans, interest only, they're getting back into the arm game again. So um, yeah, I mean, again, it's just whatever, whatever fits your needs, of course, in the non-QM space. I get it now. So if I'm looking for the creative financing or the hard money, it's because I need a temporary fix. I need to get something now. Yeah. I need money now. Emergency. It's emergency. I need to buy this house now. I need to refinance this house now and get myself into a better position with my credit or my income in the next two or three years where I'm, I'm, I'm back to work and I'm in a better position. Right. And now I can go back to conventional and get myself that lower interest rate. Is that yeah, right? That's that's right. And sometimes I even get that call from, you know, you realtors out there and, you know, shit hits the fan and you're in escrow and they're about to lose the deal. And I come in, I can save it because hard money will help them qualify or sometimes non-QM if it, if it needs it. But um, yeah, that is that is an alternative way to to get the deal done. Now, I have a, a scenario with Joe. He actually did come in and help me. Uh, I have a client who will not be named uh, and they came to me like, hey, I need money. I need money ASAP. I got to fix my credit. I'm trying to buy another house. What can you do? I'm like, well, you have like a freaking 570. I'm like, I can't do shit for you. I, I, I was straight up with her. This is a friend. She's sent me plenty of business. I've, uh, she was probably one of my first people I ever helped refinance back in like 20. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, like 2018. No, 2015. Um, and uh, so I come to Joe and I say, Joe, I need your help. We need to get this lady some money because she's not willing to hit up her husband <laughs> because her husband has the money. And she's like, I can't ask him for money. And I'm like, yeah. just ask your husband for money. She's like, she said, no, I will not do it. I'm like, I'm going to call him. She said, no, don't call him. I said, all right, I got Joe. So Joe helped me out. We got money for her. But of course, this does have a balloon payment. It does have a balloon payment. And so, yeah. That being said, she then has to refi with the better credit because when you pay off your debt, your credit goes up. So she did. Credit went up to what? 700. 700, like 704, something like that, right? Yep, yep. So she's now at 704, but the interest rates went up. On us, yes. So on her in the middle of the deal when well, you guys were about to strike. Well, no, no. So hot. we already had that locked in. Everything was fine there. Now she's already paid her, her debts off. Credit's up now. She goes, hey, let's refinance and get me that 3%. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But fucking rates are at what? Yeah. Well, 6%, now 6%. Yeah. In her, in her, uh, in her scenario. specific scenario, it's at like 6 and change. And she goes, what the hell? I thought I was going to get a better payment. Yeah. Now I, now I got this balloon payment. And I'm like, look, you got to understand, we don't have... A crystal control. ball. We don't have. We can't predict the future. We have no control. Over I've the never market. seen a rate hike this fast from December to now. It's been insane. The See? worst part about it is that she's still saving like two thousand dollars. <laughs> yeah, well, a because month. we we got her out of that bad those toxic loans, right? Those bad loans. Bad. And, then, yeah. and then now even with it, even though she doesn't see it in her eyes, she's now at 6%. But people have to realize you have all these loans, right? Mm -hmm. If you look at it as a blended rate, you know, even though you have a two, 3%, it looks pretty and all, but you have all this debt you're still carrying around paying at, you know, 20%. It just doesn't make sense. Consolidate it, get rid of it. Even at a 6%, it's still a great deal and you're still saving money, believe it or not. That that's good. A blended rate. What exactly is that? I love that. So basically what that means is you're combining all the interest that you have within the household, right? If you really sit there and do the math, right? 
if you look at it, you're not paying 3% that you think you are on your, on your monthly obligation, right? So if you look at it, well, I got to consolidate, I got to get rid of this debt. Just use your equity, your hard-earned equity. Tomorrow's never promised. Let's just say it does crash, right? You're going to wish you took that money that you had yesterday that's gone today, mm-hmm. right? So use that money while you can before it's too late, if, you, if it does crash, let's just say. So you go from 20% in credit cards uh, 30% loan, personal loans, yep. right? Car payments at like 12% and you have a 2%, <laughs> 2%, everybody's wanting to hold tight onto that 2% You're like, rate. Screw all these other rates because <laughs> I, I, you know, I feel, you know what? I think people think that that's just something that they don't even notice because they're just paying it. They just think that that's just another bill. Yeah, they, have they got tunnel vision, you know, they're not looking at the whole horizon here. So you know, you so, just, it's our job as professionals to really sit them down and, and show them how it truly is, yeah. you know? So when you blend the rate, when you average that out, average. Your, all your 20, 30% uh, interest rates, if you blend that with your 2%, you really have like a 15% is what you're saying. Basically, yeah. Because it could, it could be a lifetime or they may not even ever pay it off. And all they're going to do is, you know, keep borrowing money, borrowing money. So, how many of you still have a credit card that you owe money on that you have owed money on and have had probably higher than half of the loan limit or or the credit limit uh and that you haven't paid off in five to ten years right that's never they always say oh i'm gonna pay it off quick it's just a temporary solution and it's years that they still have it it's crazy i've seen it i've seen it many times yeah, take advantage of paying off the credit cards if you can and get a new one with a better interest rate if your credit's improving, especially. Yeah, have your emergency cards, you know, but don't be uh, splurging at Disneyland. So inflation, it's here, and most realtors like me and Diego don't know how the hell that it actually affects our market uh, in terms of buying power. But, I mean, do you see inflation making it harder on our buyers right now? Um, yeah. Well, if they're... Losing their job, right? Um, people are a little bit more scared now, so they're not going to want to spend as much, you know, out there. But yeah, I mean, it it can cause an issue for some some potential buyers out there. Well, yeah, I mean, if your grocery bill went from I don't know a hundred dollars a week to four hundred dollars a week, I think that might affect how much you're able to save. No, it. it I got to stop shopping at the fancy grocery stores with the nice vinyl flooring. I like <laughs> shopping at a fancy grocery store. They got the nice fancy vinyl flooring they have like it smells nice you know people don't look like carnival acts walking through there but uh, yeah this yeah. is probably the time to actually pay attention to your receipts again because i i'm not good at paying attention to my receipts i, I swear it's like six things in my fucking cart and it's like three hundred dollars <laughs> yeah, yeah. Dude, i'm like what I, for real i'm like damn it sprouts yeah i was gonna say you're at mother's market or mother's something. Or sprouts yeah. i'm like what the hell is this it's, i'm like dude it's a good time to be a vegan right now it's <laughs> yeah. like red meat is through the roof i don't know what the deal is with that okay we got a question for joe it's not 2008. Some people think it is 2008 all over again. It's not. But what are the big differences here between now and 2008, would you say? The difference between 2008 and now, I would say 2008, you didn't have to show proof of income, where to now you have to show proof of income. So back then, just being able to sign on, on, on the dotted line as to where now you really have to show your pay stub, show your bank statements, showing the, again, the ability to repay. So a busboy that worked at Yard House could buy a million dollar home before 
Whereas now they might not be able to as buy. crazy as it was back then. That's correct. Crazy. Yeah. Now, now they can't even rent an apartment much less. <laughs> yeah. They can't. Now, now you got to have about five, five of your friends, uh, who are all about 31 <laughs> to 32 years old. All, all They're all piling the same, up in the same house, in the yeah. same apartment or same house. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not going to crash. It's not going to crash. It's not going to crash like it did in 2008. That's my that's my theory and my prediction. I, I mean, obviously, I don't have a crystal ball, but um, you know, it's not going to be as a wild time like it was 2008. You might see a slight correction, you know, in this type of this time, but you know, it's not going to be a drastic drastic change. You're not yeah. going to see a hundred, two hundred, three hundred thousand dollar drop. You know, I don't think it's going to happen that much. But yeah, yeah keep you, in mind when this all happened in 2008, the payments because of these crazy loans that you're familiar with, which we can go into depth later, or if you have any questions, again, make sure you reach out to Joe Loans, myself, or to Ryan. Uh, but they were their payments were like $1,200 because they had these funky loans that yep. in six months, your payment was gonna shoot up to 8,000. And some some lenders would tell you, a lot, a lot wouldn't tell you that that was gonna happen. They were not telling the borrower how the loan works. They were just looking at the payment. Right. These negative amortization loans that were going on, they were paying on the one percent, you know, the qualifying rate was, you know, let's say five percent. Right. But because it was stated, stated, they didn't have to show proof of income. They were giving them the loan. And so when the buyer started making their payment, they're paying at the one yeah. percent. And so by paying that NAGAM loan at one percent, they're actually adding on to their principal balance. Right. Yes. So because it's a negative. Yeah. So on. Susie that lost her house in 2008. Right. You don't know what you're talking about because your payment <laughs> went up from 1200 to 8000 That's why you lost your house. But right. now, I mean, it's so hard to buy a house. And I'm not saying it's hard, but you just have to make sure you show the income. You have to qualify for the house that you're buying. That's correct. And if you don't, then you don't buy the house. Yeah. Right. And don't be afraid to disagree with Aunt Susan because... You know, a lot of people will believe the news and we want you to be the news. You should be the news. So, Joe, what's what's one program that you wish more people knew about? So the one program I can say I can think of, I should say, um, is the there's an investor program, right? It's the DSCR. DSCR. David, Susie, Charlie, (laughs) Ralph. (laughs) So it's debt serving coverage ratio. I never knew what that meant. I've heard DSCR. One more time? Debt servicing coverage ratio. Okay. And what is that program? So what that means is you're buying investment properties and you're using the rental future or current rental income to qualify. So you still, this is actually like the old days, still no doc, right? No pay stubs, no tax returns, no bank statements. Well, you might, I shouldn't say no bank statements. Let me back up because you could actually use the higher rent amount, the lease, and you would just show proof of it on your bank statements. Now, if that, if they're refining, I should say, if that's a refi. Who does this program help? It helps investors that can't show proof of income, right? Because of their lack. job. Well, so what happens is they're afraid to deposit huge amounts into the bank, right? They don't want to pay taxes on it or whatnot. They're trying to avoid that. Or that's they, our big investors. You got a big company. I know you don't want to pay Uncle Sam XYZ. Yeah, right, right. Or they forget to actually um hold on they forget they forget you guys got all these cool tattoos here i'm lacking up here i'm like looking over and i'm like i feel like the boring white guy i need to tattoo some hair on me i couldn't grow a beard if i tried like i'm like fucking three cubes i have like the paul gasol 
on the neck area. That's what I got. Yeah, I feel like I'm on my way to Newport Shore in some boat shoes right now compared to you guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so boring. My name's right. Chad. And yeah. Chadwick <laughs> yeah. Bellingham the third. Shout out to Chad. Shout out to Chad in the world. There's yeah. a lot of Chads in OC. Joe, for give sure. us your origin story. Where do you come right. from? What's like who is Joe? So um, I was actually born and raised out here in Orange County. Um, with a fucking LA hat. You hey, hey. I mean, I grew up loving baseball. Actually, I used to go to Angel games a lot. I used to go to Dodger games a lot. So We got creamed by them recently. Oh, yeah. Yep. We won't talk. Uh, um, okay, so yeah. So what's, what's your story? Um, so I got into the business, which was kind of crazy, because back then in college, I was actually delivering car parts. You know, that was just the normal thing, just to get money, of course, going to college. My buddy introduced me by he was going to be a realtor. And so he got into the realtor game and I was like, yeah, you know, showing houses is not really for me. It's just, you know, my own personal preference. So, um, but then he came to me and he was like, hey, check it out. You mean you don't like knocking on doors in hundred degree weather? I mean, you know what? As a friend, I did help him do that. I would do those door hangers. You know, we went farming. I did it all with them. And when we stomped the concrete. So, um, but he came up to me and he's like, hey, Joe, he's like, there's this thing called the 1003. And I'm like, someone, what is that? And he's all. It's a mortgage application. I was like, okay. He's like, yeah. He's like, people are refining or cashing out on their property. And I was just blown away that you could take cash out of your property, right? I'm like 22 years old, right? I'm yeah. young, so. A lot of people don't know this. They right? don't know, they, like believe it or not. People that are watching this, they have no idea that you if could, you own a house, based on the value of the house, yes. you can take money out of it and pay off all of your credit cards. Yes, yes, take advantage of it, you know? So, I mean, people, got lucky they got in early and they scored a ton of equity in their house so you know just be wise of course you know don't and it takes time it's not like you can buy the house and take money out of it you, there has to be what's called equity that's the difference yep. of how much you owe versus how much it's worth that's right. what you, that, that difference in between the the actual cash value if you sell the house that's your equity Correct. are you looking at how young people like us spend money and you're seeing these papers and you're like these people like, I mean, <laughs> well it was yeah. actually the loan officers that got into the game you know they're just um, new to it or whatnot making you know tons of money and then yeah next thing you know they have all these fancy cars and they're just going on these crazy vacations and now they're like you know like wolf of wall street freaking you know <laughs> they're like what do i do uh, you know strippers on the boat on the yacht <laughs> yeah. that, totally living the wolf doing in 2007 uh, <laughs> no no i was uh, i was a good boy <laughs> let's put them on the company credit card yeah, yeah but escrow companies shout out oh, title man. and escrow we're paying for all that yeah <laughs> that's right now title companies can no longer buy you strippers yeah it no. must have been a lot more fun back then oh back in the day yeah those those yeah. aes shout were... out to my uncle alex he was one of those loan officers that, that was back in those days <laughs> yeah no, it was so popular back then yeah everybody was going to strip clubs bars we they actually had to spend a certain amount of money on the brokers to take them out to have a good time. See, and then somebody screwed it up. Which title rep screwed it up? Damn it, Karen. Karen at... Yeah, Karen know, the secretary. At First American Title. Was complaining about all the hot girls walking around. You know, the mini skirts. They're the account executive. It was crazy back then. Man. It was crazy. He's really talking, speaking from experience. Oh, I've seen it all. I've seen it that all. Is, that had to be a fun time in real estate. Yeah. Yeah. Now, now they just bring muffins. Actually, title companies <laughs> yeah. can't even bring you muffins anymore. They have to just, let their home warranty tops. company. That's, yeah. That's no, you get a, you get a sticker. 
Yeah. In long plaid skirts, that's what they're bringing. Yeah, I think they can give you like a notepad. And that's yeah, you get a notepad and a calendar. Yeah. Like it's such a boring way to get clients. Mechanical pen from Alibaba. Open up the gates, guy. I don't, who's cl- who closed those gates? Open up the gates. We want free tickets to the Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah. We want movie tickets. We want trips to <laughs> Vegas. Um, paid for paid with for. gambling money. Yeah, bottle take, service. This is the bottle time service. right now. Take the handcuffs <laughs> off those title companies and let them spend that money. You know who is doing that? Life insurance companies. Oh, dude, we're so we're in bed with the wrong companies. Right? <laughs> we are in the wrong business. Life insurance companies. Literally, I, I. It's funny. My mom won like a like a one of her sales contests. She's worked for Aflac. Shout out to Aflac, dude. We had a blast. She took me with her, bro. I made really? a bunch of friends there. No They're way. balling. And I actually they, didn't know this. Holy crap, bro. They took them. They took us out, paid for... We were at the Cosmo. Really? We went to uh, like three different clubs. Like wow. We had a blast, bro. Crazy. Yeah, Aflac, man. Take care of the people, bro. Hey, they're hey, LOs Aflac. that are hurting. Yeah, there oh you go. yeah. You don't need you, OnlyFans. Yeah. You can go to Affleck. <laughs> but if you want to promote your OnlyFans on this, you know, you can become a sponsor. <laughs> we need sponsors, people. Yeah, yeah we want yeah. sponsors. This shit's coming out of our pocket. Yeah. And we won't we'll stop promoting ourselves as, as people to use for business. And I hope we can wear logos on screen. We're gonna have to put start putting black. Yeah, tape all my on. all my friends <laughs> that like oh yeah, we're gonna have to blur it out and shit. All my friends no. that have companies, right? I they, look. I'm rocking fucking Adidas, BMW. If you want me to rock this on my on our podcast, give me free T-shirts. Give me whatever it is that you want to give me, so I can promote you. Mm-hmm. I got your back. We'll do it. Tattoo shops. We're gonna be showing up in New American Funding T-shirts <laughs> the next episode. <laughs> uh, we're gonna talk about the times when we shit we hit the fan. When shit the fan, we weren't doing so hot. So 2018, I had already been doing loans for a while. I decided to try my hand at real estate. I had worked for a company for a while and I, I kept getting screwed around with, you know, they would dangle the carrot on the stick in front of you and say, hey, if you get this many deals, you're gonna get this bonus and then you'd get it and then they'd be like, oh, well, yeah, but you, this happened and this and so you're not gonna get it. And actually, we're gonna uh, drop your, your pay. So now you're actually only gonna make this much per month for your salary. And I'm like, what the fuck? So I was like, you know what? I'm out, I'm gonna get licensed, I'm gonna become a realtor and October of 2018, the interest rates went up to 5%. So this isn't my first. This isn't our first. Oh, time. yeah. I mean, definitely not your first. Right? No, Even, I was still in high school in, in fucking 2008. So anyway. Um, <laughs> we won't talk about... Uh, you just put my age out there, uh, yeah, actually. Yeah, but you put your age out there. Um, 2018, I'm like, I'm going to become a realtor. I went and I started doing this for myself, but the interest rates went up to 5%. So now everybody that's hitting me up, and by the way, I started doing my own kind of videos back in 2018, um, and everybody was hitting me up. They're like, hey, I got a 480 credit score and I got like $2,000 in the bank, what can you do for me? I'm like, bro, they won't lend you a piece of gum. So, but like, how do you, how are you still polite to your friends? Yeah. And, 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 you know, and by the way, it's funny, some people that had talked to me then, They've now bought a house because we talked back then. So again, if planting you, seeds, if always you plant those plant seeds. Now, even if you don't think you're ready anytime soon, and you, they obviously weren't because their credit was shit and they had no money. Some of them like had just gotten fired from their job. They're talking. So you can plan now. You can talk to your loan officer now and prepare so that way in the next two or three, four years, you are buying the house. But anyway, back to it. I had no clients. It was I was, and by the way, as a realtor, Ryan. We don't get any paychecks, do we? No. 
right? No. There's we, no we, salary. We don't get salary unless we've got a different type of position in the office. But but as a realtor, you're an independent contractor. You're not making Zero. money. You are driving you're around showing houses on your dime. Yeah. Well, so right. it's not all selling sunset, guys. And you can really, again, in my case, Real. so I was living off of credit cards. I was like, literally, I was for five months, I hadn't gotten a single paycheck. And I was ready it's to grinding. go back to just go work right. at some random job. And I was, I was like this close. I'm like, I had just got my real estate license. I'm yeah. like, I'm a realtor now. Where's the money? That's what yeah. everybody thinks, right? Yep. I'm a realtor now. Where's my paycheck? No, dude. No. It, it, was, it's a it, grind. Was, uh, it was a grind. And I was grinding for free for five months. And by the way, now uh, month, what, two, it's December. I'm broke. And I got to be everybody's favorite uncle because he's the realtor. So now I'm buying gifts and shit. It was tough. It was it was horrible. Um, and yeah, dude, I ended up filing bankruptcy my first like five months as a realtor. Wow. But I, I, you know what? I put my best foot forward and I said, I'm gonna fucking make this happen. And you would see me in the, like hitting the phones from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. Yeah. And finally the first 10K check hit. And I said, I'm not paying this shit back. I'm filing bankruptcy. <laughs> I said, fuck that. I'm not paying shit back. I'm filing bankruptcy. Yeah. I did. And uh, I kept money and I went and uh, I, I took the family to Mexico. Nice. Look awesome. where you're at, man. He's got a BMW hat. And there's a reason why he's wearing one. <laughs> yeah. He's got one. I'm not even going to tell you. I'm not going to. I'll tell you. This guy <laughs> knows how to drive fancy cars. I'll tell you. I got a fetish. <laughs> Ryan, what's your. Uh, origin story any dude, destitute time dude my origin story is i started working for my parents uh, as a realtor i got my license and was not making any money it was driving uber on the side and then my first deal i sat on an open house that other agents decided they didn't want to host that weekend so i hosted the open house these people walked in that were neighbors that were renting the uh, couple spots down and they wanted to put an offer in. I had no idea how to write an offer. Wrote the offer, got it. It was a 63-day escrow because they were using a credit union with, from a guy that lived in Arizona. And this guy, every time we called him, every time we called him, it was like, what, what, who, who's this? What? Yeah, shitty lender. But 63 <laughs> days, we closed lender. it. I got my first commission check, and I probably blew it all in the first weekend because that's what we do <laughs> when we, we get our first, first big catch. Hey, my, Dude, my yes. first check, I went to Vegas. Not going to yeah, lie. That's right. Uh, yeah. What did you spend your first check on? First check, uh, I went to Mexico and, and was out there for like a week with the fam. It was cool, but oh, yeah. I was definitely balling out in Mexico. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That's what you do with your first paycheck yep. in the business. Because damn it, you need a freaking smoke after. <laughs> yes, you you're grinding for you're months like, with no pay, and then you finally get that check. Yeah, yeah. So uh, whoever wants to become a realtor, we got you. <laughs> yeah, we got you. Everybody just got, got scared to be a realtor, but Dude. hey, get a good coach. If anything, get a good coach. For yeah, real. coaching. Is okay, I got game changer. What is for somebody starting out in the business in the loan business, especially right now? It's a really tough time. What's your piece of advice? I would suggest getting into an office that's going to educate you. There's so many offices out there or lenders that will not teach you guidelines or other unique products for your borrower. They want to keep you in this small box. They don't want you to learn. They don't want you to grow. If you're in that box, get out. Or if you find yourself going into that sort of a box environment, get out. Go find a, go find a lender that will teach you. So you're talking about these high turnover, you know, cash call 
cash call, like, you know, that type of loan, uh, you know, you're stuck in that, you know, cubicle and you they need say to do 50 loans to get paid $5,000 yeah, this month. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, there's unique programs out there. There's a, there's a bunch, you know, so learn all of those because if you get a client, right, you should know how to identify that client and know what they could qualify for. They don't qualify for conventional. If they don't qualify for FHA, if they don't qualify for uh, non-QM, then the bottom of the barrel would be hard money, right? So if you don't know these buckets and how to maneuver and qualify a borrower, learn it. Otherwise, you're not going to survive this market. Yeah. Or, or you can become a processor. Yeah. I or gonna Aflac. Say, Go I you're going to say prostitute. <laughs> Aflac. I thought you were going to say become a prostitute. Uh, well, I mean, well, I mean OnlyFans is you know, uh, Everybody swipe up. Ryan, <laughs> what is your advice for somebody thinking about becoming a realtor? Coaching, 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 training, training, training. A lot of people lose their license in the first couple deals because they got a bad broker or they're not set up in a system that helps you grow. Whatever broker you're with, we're not gonna push our brokers on you. You can Google and find us on Instagram with who we work with, but I'll tell you. By the way, Keller Williams is world renowned for their training. Number one company in the world. And I'll tell you, like, it, coaching and training is the difference maker. I, I'm getting better and better every day at cold calling and recruiting because I got not only Diego, who, like, just rides me like an awesome coach, but I've got a coach who, who is incredible, a MAPS coach at KW. Shout out to Stephanie Scroggins. And what we, we do, you know, besides role play, and we're talking about role play about and cold I'm calls. riding him and role playing with <laughs> yeah, him. Not not Eiffel Towers or nothing. <laughs> yeah. you, know, we're, we're, we so you want to go to Paris? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I lost my headphones on that one. That was great. No, uh, but yeah, training, you have to listen to people that know more than you. Boom. Yeah. yeah, buddy. So mentorship in anything that you do, Absolutely. whether it's with real estate loans or in any type of business. You need a mentor because they have been there in your shoes at one point in time. They've already gone through the bullshit. Yeah. So they're if you're learning you. off someone that's only been been in the business for two, three years, that's not the way to go. I would say 10 plus at least. Somebody who has already been there, who's already mapped out the way for you to make it. And then it, it's up to you to just work your ass off. So right? basically don't do what Drake tells you to do. No new friends. No, no, no. <laughs> Fuck that guy. He is full of shit. You need yeah. friends. You need new friends. That yeah. is, that's really, dude, that's, yeah. you need new friends. You need yeah. new Joe, friends, dude. I met Joe just one night partying and he fucking, he honestly, in, in, uh, in a time where there was not like, not so many loans going on because of certain things happening, he fucking came in and gave me like three or four loans and that dude. Yeah. New friends. Yeah. New Crazy. friends. Yeah. New business. Yeah. Dude, New the, business associates, friends, mm-hmm. confidants, yeah. Eiffel Tower, uh, my <laughs> other half of, of the Eiffel Tower. Yeah. And, and stop following advice through memes. Like all the memes are going to take you in a circle that, that is just going to lead you in a tornado of, of darkness because like there are so many people giving you advice out there that have no idea what the hell they're talking about. Yeah. We at least know because we failed before and because we listen to people that know more than us. The per- yeah, the best person you can listen or even learn from is the one that's lost it all and gained it back. That yes. is the person you want to stick to. Mm-hmm. Or think about the last five text messages that you have on your phone. Mm-hmm. You are the sum of the five people that are closest to you. So take a look at your phone. Pull it out right now. Look who's in your text messages or the last five in your DMs. Are they fucking losers? <laughs> or are they at least the same or better than you? Because if you're in a room with five millionaires, you can become the sixth. Yep. 
that was a great one. That's a great quote right there, man. Mm-hmm. That, that clip that one. Dude, call me the janitor, <laughs> just pay me, motherfucker. Yeah, give me whatever just title. Pay me. Yeah. That title companies are the custodians of information. I'll be like, the, your title like I'll be the Matt Damon of custodians. What's that from? Oh, dude, is it, what is it? Uh, oh, Goodwill Hunting? Goodwill Hunting. Oh, man. Ah. That's a good <laughs> reference. So, what's the craziest thing that you can think of that comes to mind? that has happened to you in your loan career? I would say the craziest thing I've seen was probably back when the crash was happening, when the banks were closing their doors and I had a full pipeline, basically. All of them were denied. I've even had clients sign loan docs and they were going back to the bank and they wouldn't fund the loan. So it's pretty pretty crazy times, I would have to say, in that, that uh, time of event. Okay, and has any client ever like called you to bitch you out about something um, have I mean, you ever been everybody yeah everybody yeah i've been threatened before you know my phone give me that up. story like, give me that story of somebody calling you to threaten you what happened i've actually had a guy say he's gonna kill me okay dang that so makes joe it that... i'm gonna fucking kill you yeah i was like what happened what did you do to i him? told him don't fucking threaten me <laughs> you can't threaten me man don't i was actually me, not happy about that obviously um, but yeah, he ended up calming down and he apologized and he said, I'm not going to do anything. He's like, I know it's not your fault. You know, at the end of the day, these banks are the way they are, you know, and who they are. They have the power. So, yeah, man, when you're in escrow with somebody that wants to kill you, I mean, that kind of just spices it up a little bit. I mean, you heard those stories. I want to kill them. Have you heard those stories? You know, some of these realtors get killed. I've, I mean, no, it's yeah, crazy. It happened crazy. in Downey a few times, and I was like, probably a good idea to get the heck out. And I so, did. so, Ryan, talk to me. Uh, what <laughs> happened in Downey when somebody... Legit, legit happened to me. I knock on a door that's my listing. And I was like, uh, because the, the front door didn't didn't work, but the back door was open, like just wide open. So I knocked on the front door, no answer. So I go around the back, and there's this guy with a backpack and a cap. And he goes, man, you know Dustin? And I was like, I thought he was talking about the Dustin that we know, D-Money. <laughs> D-Money, D- shout, shout out. Shout out to D-Money. And I was like, this guy does not know Dustin. I was like, no, what are you talking about? He's like, this guy said I could have the house, and so I'm moving in. And I was like, oh, man. And he goes, are you the realtor? Is your name Ryan? Because my name was on the sign. So I I remember learning something on a different podcast that, like, when you're in a life or death situation, like, like, CIA, FBI, they they tell you to, like, confuse the attacker. So I was like, I don't even know my name. (laughs) And he he was like, what? You don't know your name? And I was like, I don't even know where I am, bro. And he goes, and he goes, and then he starts walking towards me and that's when I call the cops and uh, and that's when I spoke to the the, the, the least competent 911 operator and I said lady this 911 this uh, what is your emergency my emergency <laughs> is this guy was squatting in my house and now he's following me down the street and, and she goes um, can you can you tell me what your name is sir and I was like my name's Ryan uh, this is where, this is the address please I thought send you didn't the know your name you know. yeah the guy's like better. yeah exactly and I was, <laughs> And then I was like, I, I was like, please just send the cops to this address. Okay, can you describe? Just call. And I was like, listen, this guy's following me right now. I have to like run. I have to like get him I'm away run from, from me. my life. Right she now. starts like, she's like, no, no, sir, stay on the phone with me. And I'm We're like, in pursuit. and I was like, this guy's gonna kill me. So I started cursing out the 911 operator, which is not what he did. I apologize later. And but the, the cops showed up, and they they stopped him. 
And I was, so that was my, my encounter. I could, probably could have got stabbed, but, I, you know, you never want to confront a squatter inside the house. That is not what you want to do. You want to confront them outside the house. Walk the hell out and don't answer any of their questions is yes or no. Confuse them. Just tell them I no. I don't even know my name. I don't even know Shout my name. Shout out to Downey, Downey Police. No. Yeah, they, they, they squashed it real quick. You know, Downey knows how to get away, you know, get rid of the ruffians. The, uh, the ruffians. Yeah, no. but... Uh, <laughs> I got one. Um, so I'm showing houses in Compton. And it's uh, like a condo complex, right? So we're in there. And I, I'm, I was relatively new at the time. This is probably like my third house I've ever sold. I'm in fucking Compton. I'm like, all right, get it where you can, right? So... I'm in Compton, and the uh, I, I see that the realtor's in there, and I'm like, okay. I'm like, I, I kind of peek my head in there, let him know that I'm here. I'm like, hey, do you mind if we, you know, like go in, or I can wait. It's up to you. Just being polite. And he's like, very rudely, just like, yeah, just wait outside. I'm like, oh, okay, okay, that's fine. I'm not, you know, I'm new. I don't know the the, the etiquette yet. Realtors, by the way, realtors, we have some freaking etiquette. That's unsaid, but if you don't know the etiquette, you are not in the club. Yeah, we right? hate you if you don't know the etiquette. We hate you. You're like, oh, you're the worst freaking realtor ever. You don't know the unsaid, you know, <laughs> handshake, yeah. the secret handshake. Oh, you're not a real realtor. Um, so I'm like, okay, that's fine. Let me just, you know, wait outside with my clients. And it's like freaking, you know, Compton, 102 degree weather. It was like, you know, mid-July, August, somewhere around there. Um, so we're like dying outside. And I'm in a freaking suit. Again, I'm like, I'm new to this game. I'm pouring sweat in front of my clients. Like, I'm already just embarrassed at this point. And I'm like, so I'm like, dude, they're taking forever. I look, and the guy's literally just chopping it up with his client. Like some, like, old, you know, older lady. Just chilling? They're literally, like, he's leaning on the, on the kitchen counter. They're talking about high school. Is he trying to get laid? That's, uh, that's I literally, I was, <laughs> I, like, I was already hot. But when I get mad, I just like become like a tomato, bro. I'm just like fire bread. And I'm just getting pissed at this point. And so I'm, I'm like, literally, I'm like, hey, can we get inside, bro? Like, like I, I see it. You two are talking about high school shit. Like, can you fuck her on your own time? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and the guy, I, honestly, I, I, I was new. I was young. I was like, I mean, what, 27, 28? He's not that young. But, you know. I should have known better, but I, I don't give a I don't give a fuck, bro. Get, like, get the fuck out of here. Like, I, I already had an appointment. You're just fucking running to my appointment. And so, like, honestly, the look on their face, like, I, even me, I was like, what did I just say? And then my poor clients are back here. Like, luckily, they're pretty fucking cool. Like, they're young. <laughs> they're like, holy shit. And so then I, I turn around. I'm like, oh, everything's fine. We're almost done. Um, and then, so then the guy still, like, he still takes a solid, like, couple minutes to get out. I'm just like, fuck, all right. So he... Gets out, he closes the door, locks it, and then he's walking, you know, he's, or no, 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 he's, he actually escorts, I'm sorry, he escorts his client outside, calls me inside, he's like, come in here. And I'm like, I, I gave him this look like, who the fuck, are, the who the fuck do you think I am? He's like, come in here, closes the door, he's like, that is the rudest, I'm like, look, bro, again, I don't give a fuck what you're doing, I will fuck you up right now. 
<laughs> I'm, I will fuck you up right now, bro. Don't even come at me with that shit. Get the fuck out of here before I beat your ass. And he opens that door so quick, fucking gets out, and he's like, "Well, I was gonna give you the key, but now you gotta, now you gotta go get it out of the lockbox yourself." I'm like, I was gonna get the fucking key out of the lockbox anyway. Get the fuck out of my way. Well, he sure taught you a lesson. Dude. Oh my, yeah. And uh, by the way, he's not with that broker anymore. I'm not with that broker anymore, Keller Williams. I, that was, you know, excuse me, excuse my language. That will never happen. <laughs> um. Shout out to my clients, you know who you are. Um, and yeah, and it's funny because they were laughing about it afterward. They were like, you know, dude, you were about to kick that guy's ass for us. I really appreciate you. Thank you so much. <laughs> that was my story. That was a good one. I don't know. Awesome. If I, I don't know if we should air that one. I feel, <laughs> yeah. I feel like Gary Keller is going to be like, can you fire that guy? Like, <laughs> Gary Keller is going to be like, that guy Diego, I heard what he did with his uh, previous broker. I don't like that kind of talk. I'm not a fan of that. I, I think Keller Williams is like the most uh, like uh, industry standard company out there. I'm so happy to be working with them now, but I think I'm definitely like that new flavor that's like, you know, watch out. He's got to learn to drink the Kool-Aid. That's how we learn. Like, hi, yes. Oh, hello. Come with us to... Oh. Are you talking to them out there? Uh, we know. got fans out there. <laughs> we got fans. Yeah. Hi, everybody. They're pressing themselves against the glass out there. We, it's like the Today Show. I, I we'll be there in a second show. to sign autographs. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, buddy. Security. <laughs> so, now that you've heard our stories, Joe, do you have anything cool like that that's happened to you? Um, no, I mean, not, I don't get experience what you guys experience out in the field. You know, I'm on the phone all day. So in the He's office, just sitting in his chonies, AC blasting, you know, you know not, out. not in a suit, you know, getting uh, sweaty with the red face. None of that. No. Yeah. Oh yeah. We've done it all. <laughs> okay, man. Well, I think this went pretty well. Yeah, it was awesome. We told some good stories, shared a few laughs and had a good time. I freaking, I mean, it. It, the air conditioning's working in here now, I think. Yeah. I'm, so, I'm so happy the air conditioning's working. So, okay. Thank you. So, uh, again, you guys, uh, make sure you tune in to our next episode. We're going to have our good friend Aldrin Vicente on. Uh, he is the Kongan Water King. He also has a few different companies, Stellar Credit. Uh, he, I mean, the guy's an entrepreneur. He's got a hun- over 100K followers. So make sure you tune in to uh, our podcast, Not A Boring Real Estate Podcast. And if you like it, share it with your fucking friends. Make sure you put this shit, you know, uh, what is it? Like, comment, follow, all that good stuff. Ryan Delmas, at what's your, uh, what's your Instagram? RyRy334. I'm at Diego V Realtor. Mine is Joe underscore loans. Joe underscore loans. Again, let's get this guy to fuck at least over a thousand. Yeah, let's get him to a thousand <laughs> yeah. followers. Let's get him to a thousand followers. Can yeah. we do that for our boy? Let's Follow this it. guy. And again, if you have any questions, make sure you reach out to him or ourselves. We yeah. can put you in contact. Happy to answer any questions. Make sure you let him know that Not A Boring Real Estate Podcast sent you. Yeah. That way he can fucking, you know, he's got to give us the vig. What's the vig? That's right. And go out there and be the number one economist of choice. Just like Mark King says, go be that person in your sphere that's challenging CNN. CNN, if they're listening to the news, they're not buying houses right now. Don't let them listen to the news. You be the news. Be the news. Fake news. Be the news. All right. Thanks. Thanks, everybody. Have a good one.